What's up guys, this is the Hostman here, back on the Flick Experience. So today, I'm going to be talking about the top 10 horror films of all, all time, but not from my list. This is the list coming from the IMBD website, and I did look through a lot. Now, I have seen these films before, but I'm just going to give you like my take on these films and see what you think. I might rearrange the order, or I would tell you what I think, if the list is accurate or not. But um, again, it's IMBD, so this is going to be of a agree or disagree kind of a list on what you think, not uh, what I, I think. But again, I'm going to maybe sort of rearrange it, or I would give you my personal opinion on my number one favorite horror film. Now, let me be honest with you guys. I'm not usually a fan of horror films, not because they're scary or anything. It's just that there's barely like some rewatchable quality. Now, there are some, but there's just some that are just kind of forgettable. And we see horror movies nowadays that are released over and over again. Is anybody, but you have to be honest, anybody gonna rewatch these films? And are they gonna like, you know, remember them? Like, are the actors recognizable? Is it, are they gonna go on to hits? And some of the writing in, in the films, they're the horror genre, it could be a little atrocious, convoluted, and very confusing. But overall, they just it's just bad writing. So these are the top ten I'm gonna review, and let me know what you guys think of it. All right, now let's begin with number 10 on our list here. Remind you again, this is not my pick. This is what IMBD set is on the on their websites, and then we'll, we'll just hit it from down from 10 to 1. All right, so let's begin. All right, so number 10 and we have on our list is The Witch from 2015, directed by Robert Eggers, the same guy who directed The Lighthouse. Now, I did see The Witch from, like, way back in the day from 2015, this is a really great independent horror film because I notice a lot of indie horror films are beginning to rise, which I think they've already have been for a while. And this was this was a film that was very frightening about a family in the 1630s in around like early colonial times, and they're being, being like stalked and watched over by uh, this this entity, almost like a demon like like spirit of witchcraft and stuff of like that. And the young, young girl with which is the young Anya. Taylor Joy in it she just like she kills it she knocks it out of the park and I just love the the cinematography where it's just always so foggy and very very light like very um, cloudy and overcast but you just feel like this intensity all around on the on this film and it's very it, it could be very creepy sometimes and then when you get to the ending I, I'm not going to spoil for some of these films but I will spoil on one of them so for this one uh, no spoiler on this one, but when you get to the ending, it will probably be very, very shocking. But I love, uh, but I love the horror vibe I'm into it. I just love like especially the the intense like scenery with the characters on how she's lost in the woods in one point and at one point and she's like very a frightened of her family being in a scary situation. But the witch that it's not bad out of a good, good film. So I think that this should go, stay on the top of ten. So this is what they have for number ten. And now let's continue on to number nine. All right, so number nine, we go to Don't Look Now, directed by Nicholas Roig, and it also stars Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie. Now, 
I'm not familiar with this film um that um that much. I think I I remember seeing it on on TV like back in the day. I think it was like 14, 15 at the time. A lot of people say this is a a thriller classic, which I would say should be in the thriller genre. But this film um is more like a psychological thriller. I mean, I mean just the couple of the grief of the death of their son and how that could affect their relationship and a lot of people thought at the time and mind you this is 1973 people maybe didn't understand it for a while and i heard it got some controversy because of a sex scene and so i don't know what shit was that at but but i heard that this was very, very horrific even when i i saw this film um it was just the thriller intensity and also that you just have this fear and trembling on what's going to happen with this couple and just feeling the theme of grief of loss of their child and how that add effects and that was basically the whole theme of this film it's basically almost like a, a horror dr with drama as donald sutherland's character and julie chris's character head off to venice italy and they they get stalked by these two sisters who have psychic abilities almost like this witchcraft stuff and it just that like psychic ability it just puts like a strain on the relationship and tries to like almost get in, resent towards each other but it's more of a drama film the way that i see this film now do i think it still holds up to this day maybe but i would probably change that out of the top 10 list over there but if you guys like this film then go ahead and support the film or watch if you like this or, or not but for me i don't see it if this will be on the not on my nine list i might want to change that out uh, so i'll let you know uh, later towards the end and now we go on to number eight All right, now we go to number eight on the list, and that is Alien, directed by Ridley Scott, his second film ever he directed. And what can I say? It is a masterpiece from him. I mean, it's a modern classic. It's basically a science fiction horror. horror. The crew of, of, of spacecraft people get invaded by the alien monster itself. And you can hardly see the alien at all throughout the entire film. I mean, there's barely a glimpse of it. But Ridley Scott, I love the way hey, we, we as the audience, we don't know what the, the alien looks like we only see little glimpses is like of a of the shadow figure and sigourney weaver you know as ellen ripley she fucking kicks ass but i love uh the the terrorizing like dark shadowies of the spacecraft and, and parts of the alien where you can see i mean it, it's a it's a classic i'm surprised it's even on, on this list because this is more this film looks like it belongs to the the science fiction category but i like when science fiction and horror mix up together so yeah, I like this film. I I think it should stay on the list, but I'm assuming it should be on the top five list of best science fiction films of all time. So yeah, I think maybe this one could stay. All right, now we go to number seven on the list. Number seven is 1978's John Carpenter's film, Halloween. This, another suspenseful, another horror classic. Yeah, this definitely deserves to be on the list. I mean, it's Michael Myers killing off babysitters and, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. They keep making the sequels, like, for the fucking, I don't know, seven or eight, eight times in a row. I'm just going to, I'll keep it very, very quick. First one's a classic. The rest sucks after the after a while. I can't believe they made, like, what is it the halloween 9 or 10 and 12 of last year and this year before and just like 
just stick to the original. I mean, if they had to make sequels, I mean, they could have just ended with Halloween Ends back in 2018, but no, they still catch making more of these films. Why? Just for money and just for the sake of Michael Myers, this, char this character just living on and on and on. Just like what they're doing with Friday the 13th with Jason. Just keep him going on and on and on. No, no, no conclusion to the story. It just keeps going. So Halloween, I would say... This definitely deserves to stay on the list, but you know, the sequels, who fucking cares? All right, now we're down to number six. And this is an interesting choice that they put on this list. Now, again, this is IMBD list, but this is on the list. You can look this up right now on IMBD.com. On number six of the top 10 horror films is Jaws. Yes, Jaws, the Steven Spielberg classic Jaws from 1976. Um, I don't know if I consider this a horror film. I would consider this a thriller monster type film, more like a thriller action adventure film. Because by the third act, they go after the shark. And spoiler alert: if you've seen Jaws or if you haven't, spoiler alert: they kill the shark in the end. So you know, Brody takes the shark on. Why you son of a? They they shoot the shark arc, but but you know I'm surprised this may it, this is all on the list. I mean yes, the shark it's about a shark arc on the beach killing people, and it's up to uh, Brody and Richard Dreyfuss's character and Robert Shaw's character to like go after the shark arc and try to stop it and save the entire like coastline beach town but this is a classic but it is but jaws is considered one of the greatest films of all time by spielsberg and i do like watching this film but i always watch this film during the summertime so i'm surprised this is on the list i might take that out of the list too a bit but i'm, I'm surprised whoever chose this film to be on the horror list not bad it's interesting but this will be on the on the top 50 greatest films of all time because it's a great hate film and it's a great book too. I would recommend you read the book too as well. All right, now we go to the top five. And the top five for the best horror films of all time, The Exorcist from 1973, directed by William Friedkin, I think. Sorry if I got his name wrong. Uh, this is... Like a lot of people say, a lot of people say consider this the scariest film of all time. I don't understand why this is not on the number one list, but I can see why this is scary. A lot of people, even like like the people at the time I saw this film in the 70s, they were all freaked out by this film and very controversial too towards the making of this film and then the release of this film. I saw, I remember seeing clips of this movie when I was... Again, 14 or 15, and I saw the whole film when I was, like, 19, I'm assuming. But, yeah, this film, um, it was pretty scary for a few parts, I mean. But if you watch the behind-the-scenes of this film, this is what I do that tell people that if they ever watch scary films. Watch the behind-the-scenes first. Then you'll get the idea that it's not really fake at all. But, yeah, what can I say? The Exorcist is the girl, Reagan, is being possessed by the demon, and it's up to the two priest who has to perform an exorcist to get the demon out of Ray Egan and it is a hor horrific classic a lot of people make parodies of this film it is scary to this day but to me it's not really scary it's just freaky doing all the freakish stuff with the voice the the scene where she's climbing down the stairs backwards like bending over especially the part where 
I'm not going to spoil it, but let's just say, I think a lot of people find this scene disturbing. Let's just say she takes a crucifix and tries to, yeah, I, that's all I'm going to say. She, ta she t takes something with the crucifix and yeah, she, um, oh, you have to you'll have to watch this film, but it is, I would consider the freaky scary film of all time. Why don't we just call it like that? The freaky scary film. So go watch it if you have the guts to see it. But hope you're not freaked out by this. So go ahead and give it a watch. And now we go to number four on the list. I'm surprised this may edit it to the list. And that is number four, The Shining. Stanley Kubrick's 1980 film, which is considered a classic even to this day for a psychological like thriller, horror, drama, everything. I mean, Jack Nicholson's performance, a little bit over the top, but it is awesome. I saw this film on TV when I was 13, and I pretty much memorized this movie by heart. Now, a lot of people didn't notice, but when this, not only is this a Stephen King classic novel, but Stephen King really did not like this film when it was first released. Even Spielberg himself didn't even like this film. And then years later, Steven Spielberg considered Kubrick's masterpiece. But for Stephen King, he still doesn't like the film because there's a lot of differences in the, in the book that never made it in, into the film. And there is a sequel to this film called Doctor Sleep. And if you watch Doctor Sleep, there's much more of the plot points that are directly from the Shining book that should have made it in the film in general if you watch Dr. Sleep but what could I say The Shining it's a it's a classic to this day a it's not scary hell you could even show it to a 8 year old or 10 year old and it's not gory at all but there's some like very good lines are so memorable. Like, I like the part where Jack Nicholson goes up to Shelley Duvall's character, and it's the confrontation where she has the bat. And I just love the line where she's all like, like I'm just going to bash your brains. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. <laughs> I swear, Jack Nicholson goes nuts, and then we see the iconic scene with him with the axe. Axe breaking that on the door. The Shining. I think this should stay on the list, but... It is a Kubrick masterpiece, so I would recommend and you go see it. I will watch this film all the time, um, whether even if it's not the Halloween season, I will watch this like even during the winter time because it does take place in the winter. So go ahead, maybe it could be a Christmas film too. Go watch The Shining. All right, we're getting close to number one, and right now we are on number three. And number three on the list is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, directed by Tobe Hooper, released in 1974. And yeah, a lot of people say this is a horror masterpiece, but I would say, okay, I respect this film because it was very low budget, but you could tell they actually really tried making this film. And for the most of it, it's not very gory at all. I mean, there's a few scenes with Leatherface with the chainsaw, but it's mostly a little bit like The Exorcist. It's mostly freaky. Mostly maybe because it's the environment they're in, the atmosphere, you could say, because it's about these four, like, kids, as you would assume, head out to rural Texas, and then they see this weird, like, really messed up of house that's broken down and they get attacked by Leatherface and his cannibal family with the chainsaw. It's mostly just the freaky environment that they're in. But it was very, very low budget. They didn't have the money to make this film. The actors had to be in the same clothes over and over again. 
again, and, and there was a there was a heat wave at the time when they were making this film. Um, but yeah, I respect this film, but I don't see it like the, all that at scary at all. Because again, the, the way that I would see, there's a lot of extreme close-up angles of of wide angles on their faces, especially there's this one scene where one of them gets captured and they're forcing her to eat dinner with them, but. Yeah, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not much, not much blood in it, but I truly respect heck, this film. I could see why it is considered a horror or a classic. But if you ever get a chance to see the 2003 remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I would recommend you watch that one. That one's actually not that bad. It's more of an improvement of what it was originally. But Leatherface, iconic with the chainsaw. Go watch this on Halloween night and see if your friends can handle it. Or if your girlfriend likes it, she's probably going to be freaked out by this. But it's really, and overall, it's not that horrific. But it is iconic and respected that they that a low-budget film is going to get praise to now in the future. And then maybe it still holds up. So, oh yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this could stay on the list. All right, now we go to number two on our list, and number two is Rosemary's Baby, released in 1968, directed by Roman Polanski. As you as you know, it's a young couple who's trying to have, have a baby, where they find themselves surrounded by a witchcraft cult, trying to like make the baby of their own, be the demon of the devil, the son of the devil, if you watch this film. Um, but yeah, this is. A horror or a classic, even from during 1968, during the last two years of the golden age of Hollywood, it's pretty intense. And if you watch this film, I mean, there's a lot of dialogue in this film that you had to keep watching. But the direction is setting up the atmosphere and just the whole idea of a demon possession or like like something to do with the concept of witchcraft which i think a lot of horror films nowadays they always use that concept a lot with with demons and witchcraft possession a lot of these films they were they were starting they're starting to be like a thing which is easy to make a horror film nowadays but but with but with this film and maybe the exorcist those are the maybe two films about out demon demons and possessions. It it really helps a lot odd trying to sell this movie. But yeah, Rosemary's Baby, a dramatic and terrifying film. And now for the final number one, the number one on IMBD list of the top ten horror movies of all time is 1960s Psycho, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Yes, Psycho, one of the most iconic thriller films in horror history and Alfred Hitchcock's masterpieces. And as you can tell, it's iconic. A lot of people always make references of the iconic shower killing scenes with Norman Bates killing off Janet Leigh's character. And yes, it is considered one of the great horror masterpieces of all time. Maybe not horror, like I said, it should be in the thriller classics. But yeah, I'm surprised this would be on the number one list. I would have changed that to The Exorcist on the number one on list. So, Psy Ico, if you're a hit big Hitchcock fan or big Norman Bates fan, go, oh, why watch Psy Ico? It's a classic. It still holds up to this day. I I would watch this a few times, but I would watch it when I'm in the mood. If I'm in the mood of seeing a masterpiece, I would watch Psycho. 
So there you have it, guys. That is the top 10 horror films from the IMBD list that I reviewed. Now, do you guys care to agree or disagree on this list? Or would you make changes on this film? Or are you happy with the way you like it that is set up? I personally would change two movies on the list. Like, I would change uh, number nine to be Scream by Wes Craven. And I would change Jaws, number six, to Nightmare on Elm Street. So I would put two Wes Craven classics on, on that at list. And then that would be a better sorted out list. Just what I my opinion is. Now, if I had to say out of all the horror films to be my favorite, if I had to choose one, I think my favorite horror film that I would pretty much say would be Scream by Wes Craven. Even though that's mostly a thriller. And I know horror and thriller are two different things. But... Scream, I just like I just because it, I like the meta humor it is, and I just like the way it, it is set up with Wes Craven's like intense suspense he has on the killings, especially the iconic Ghostface Killer, which is a big Halloween costume. I will watch that on a Halloween night. So there you have it, guys. That that is my reviews. I guess you could say for upcoming Halloween reviews. But again, go look up the IMBD list top ten greatest horror films of all time if you agree with this list or not or you agree with my list to see if I agree with this. I am a little mixed. I agree with this list I but I just disagree on number nine and number six with replaced it with Scream and Nightmare on Elm Street. So there you have it guys so enjoy this October month to see let me know what you guys do for Halloween and that's it for this episode. Oh yeah, and before or I go, um, next weekend I have another Q&A, hey, so if you guys want to send me in questions, just follow me on my Instagram page, I will put it, 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 um, a link to it, it on Spotify, go f- listen to this episode right now on Spotify, and if you have any questions, you can email me, you can e- and put comments on Instagram or on Spotify by tapping in one of the episodes and clicking to the right, I to answer one of my questions or ask me them, and yeah, I will look to that next week and i might slide in a little video game review when it gets towards to the q a and and yeah i'll I'll be waiting for you next weekend so there you have it guys so this is the host man saying you to all good night everybody